Well, aren't you a regular Nancy Drew? We sure hope so, and we hope you are too. Join us as we talk Nancy Drew cover to cover and click to click. Welcome to Regular Nancy Drew. Hello and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. We are here for a special little Thanksgiving mini episode. Mm-hmm. We are going to be trying a couple things from the Nancy Drew cookbook, mm-hmm. Clues to Good Cooking by Carolyn Keene, mm-hmm. circa 19... Oh gosh. I want to say 73. Let me check. Yes, circa 1973. Mm-hmm. So, you know, pray for us. <laughs> if you are not familiar with this, this is a recipe book of things that are sort of kind of based on some of the stories. I think some of the dishes they reference are things that they supposedly eat in some of the books, but not necessarily for all of the recipes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do have quite a few strange recipes, quite a few ones that are very new to me. So I'm excited to pick a couple of these and see how they actually turn out. Yeah. Uh, It has so uh, a few different um, categories for the recipes that it lists, and I will just run down that list just in case you're curious, regular Drews. We've got um, time for breakfast, brunch for sleepyheads, time for lunch, time for dinner, picnic and patio get-togethers, Nancy shares her holiday secrets, album of international recipes, and diary of giveaway treats. Um, And these kind of groups of recipes are kind of punctuated by, uh, I guess, what you could consider like a tiny, mini, little, like, short page of story. Sort of. Sort of. There's a foreword by Carolyn Keene, which is very interesting, I think, just conceptually. Mm -hmm. Like, the idea that, it seemed like they were still really embracing the idea that Carolyn Keene was, like, an actual real person and trying to really personify her. Right. Um, Yeah, it's worth noting that Harriet Stratemeyer Adams was still alive at this point, so maybe mm -hmm. we can assume that this was her writing it, because she had taken on pretty much 100% of the Carolyn Keene responsibilities at this point, if I'm not mistaken. True, true. Yeah, that's super interesting. But there are also, like, yeah, some weird, like, mini stories, like a quote-unquote kitchen mystery in the middle that is actually really not a mystery at all. Right. Um, But it says it's that. And then there's also a little bit at the beginning as well where they say that they are basically voting on their favorite recipes of Nancy's, and that is what is ending up in this cookbook. So Oh, so our characters are voting on what should right. make it into it. Okay. Right, right. Um, so very interesting. There's also, um, I guess what you would consider an index at the back of the book of cooking terms mm-hmm. or a glossary. It's a glossary. a glossary. And we've also got a conversion table for measurements. So all in all, very interesting. So the recipes that we're going to be, uh, well, should we talk about the cover first? Oh yeah. 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 Let's talk about the cover a little okay. bit Okay. What is even on this? Is that milk? Uh, okay, so the scene is, it looks like a dinner table with ham and pineapple with the maraschino cherries on top. And Classic 70s. Some wine glasses that might be filled with milk or some sort of cloudy lemonade, possibly. Maybe there, maybe it's like a mixed, like, um, what am I, like a, what is the white Russian, like a white Russian situation? Oh, yeah, with ham and pineapple and cherries. It definitely looks like milk to me. 
Yeah. But it's honestly a very, like, romantic-looking cover if you actually look past what is actually the food. Yeah. <laughs> like, just the ambiance, the flowers, there's candles, it's, like, very warm tones. Yeah. Um, I find that kind of interesting for mm-hmm. the thought of a Nancy Drew cookbook. You think it might be a little bit more traditional, mm-hmm. um, and, like, uh, since it's, it's, this is published in the 70s, maybe kind of echoing and harking back to the 50s. That's what I would assume would be on it. But but it's interesting, you know? Yeah. Yeah, It's kind of a cute picture. I mean, other than the fact that the dish itself doesn't look very appetizing, right? (laughs) So... Um, well, I guess it's important to note, too, before we jump into what recipes we're going to cover, <laughs> is that Corey and I are both vegetarians. Yes. Um, and so, uh, throughout the book, there are quite a few recipes that we cannot eat, namely, um, because even if you think that it doesn't have meat in it, uh, a lot of the recipes have gelatin yeah. in them. Desserts and savory have oh, gelatin in them, so... It's very concerning yeah. as to why all these foods need jello. Um, I, it's honestly really gross. It's either gelatin or mayonnaise. There's also a lot of mayonnaise. A lot of mayonnaise. A lot of gelatin in mayonnaise for some reason. Oh my gosh. So anyway, so a couple of the recipes that we've picked, I mean, honestly, I feel like they're kind of safe and easy bets. Yeah, we've decided to do one savory, one sweet. So we did have a little bit of difficulty finding one without any meat products or gelatin in it. But once we narrowed it down a little bit, we have chosen two different recipes that we are going to make and try today for the podcast. Yes, and they are Hannah's Cheese Puffs. So Hannah's cheese puffs have eight slices white bread, four slices sharp cheese, two eggs, two cups milk, a half a teaspoon salt, an eighth teaspoon pepper, and a fourth teaspoon dry mustard. Corey, do you want to read through the directions? Sure. We're going to arrange four bread slices in the bottom of a large grease baking dish. We're going to cover each one with a slice of cheese, place four more slices of bread on top of that cheese, Beat the eggs until they are frothy, add milk, salt, and pepper, and dry mustard, mixing it well, and then pour that over the sandwiches. We're then going to bake those for 30 minutes at 350 degrees in the oven, and the sandwiches will be puffed and lightly brown when done, and serves four. And then we do have a little tidbit at the bottom here. It says, use a cheddar cheese for this recipe. It's high in vitamin A and has the added advantage of melting easily. Yeah. Cute little tip. <laughs> I will say it does sound a little bit like a glorified grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. Like a puffy grilled cheese sandwich. But honestly, what could be better? Right. I love grilled cheese. Yeah. So. It's going to be delicious kind of regardless. It's cheese and bread. You really can't go wrong. And so the second recipe that we're going to be making, our, our sweet recipe, is the Corning's Caramel Cookies. So Corning like Helen Corning. Right. Um, that has three cups sugar, 12 tablespoons of butter. Not what is that? How butter. many sticks of butter is that? How many How many is in one stick of butter? I think eight. Oh, so like so one like and a half sticks of butter. Okay, well, that feels a little bit more acceptable to me than it's listing still out. still a lot of butter. Well, <laughs> tablespoons of butter. Um, one six-ounce can of evaporated milk. One four-ounce package instant butterscotch pudding mix. Three and a half cups quick cooking oats. Um, and then, do you remember how to make them? Sure. So we're going to place the sugar, butter, and evaporated milk into a large saucepan, bring the mixture to a boil, and stir several times. Take the saucepan off the heat, add the pudding and the oats, stir well, and let the mixture cool for 15 minutes. Then we're going to line a tray with wax paper and drop the cookie mixture onto the wax paper one teaspoon at a time, and the cookies will become firm when they are completely cooled. 
And then we have a little note again at the bottom here. It says, a novel idea for a clever gift. Fill a cookie jar with these goodies. Using colored paper, cut out a greeting such as happy birthday and paste the letters on the cookie jar. So essentially they're just drop cookies. Right. Right. Um, but, you know, who doesn't love a little caramel cookie? Oh, got a caramel. Uh-huh. All right. So we are going to, uh, you know, do our best here. Uh, I mean, it, honestly, the recipes that we picked don't look too insanely complicated. I think we can do it. I have positive vibes about yes. it. <laughs> um, and I, I also am very optimistic about how they're going to taste. So I'm, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how it goes. Should be a little fun Thanksgiving experiment. Right. Just get yeah. a little food emphasis here. And... Food, fun, and friends. Yes, exactly. Yes. So we're going to get to cooking and we'll be back to you once we're done with a some... little taste test. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, regular Drews, we are back, finished with our cheese puffs here, and they don't look promising, to be honest with you. I we just, are about to sample them here. I just don't understand in any kind of universe how this would be labeled a cheese puff, because at best, it is like a French toastified grilled cheese sandwich. Right. At worst, it's a sloppy mess. It's very sloppy. But yeah, I guess let's taste it. You want to taste it? We followed the recipe to a T. Oh, the way it mushes is not... Is not encouraging. Okay, I'm gonna get a smaller bite than that because I'm I'm not confident. Oh, your face does not give me confidence Whoa. in trying this. Oh, maybe. Mm mm. I mean, it's not super flavorful. Um, mm -hmm. definitely could do with more cheese or mustard powder because we didn't really. Yeah, spice barely to it. any. There's like yeah, zero flavor to it. The texture of the bread is very mushy. It's cheese, bread, and egg. I'm not the biggest fan of white bread, and it is falling apart a little bit. I wonder if that's just due to the bread itself. Yeah, were we supposed to remove the crust? Because I didn't think that was in the directions. It might have been. I don't remember. Um, I'm going back in for a second bite, so it can't be terrible. Yeah, I've, he I've had two bites. I'm on my third. Okay, if you get a piece that has no crust on it, that's like in the middle of it, I think it tastes more like what it was supposed to taste like. Okay, it does not call for removing the crust, so right. we're good. So, do we want to give this one a flashlight score? Yeah, definitely one out of five flashlights. It's gross. I would not. It's gross, y'all. I would not eat this again. Yeah, honestly, I'm surprised that it's as bad as it is because you think you probably couldn't go that wrong with bread and cheese and eggs. Even you know that's yeah. not that unusual of a combination, but it's. It's gross. The dog's enjoying it. <laughs> but that's about it. Yeah. Oh well. Well, we're gonna try the cookies here in just a minute when they cool and hopefully those will be better. Yes. I have high hopes for those because they do, they smell good, they look fine, so. I do have to say, I snuck a little bit of a taste already Ooh. of it because, you know, a little piece fell off when I was dropping it onto the sheet and had, to, had to try it. Had to try it. it. And it was pretty good. So, all right. All right. All right, so the cookies have sufficiently cooled, so we're going to take a bite of them. <laughs> Let's try it. Okay. It's pure sugar. Mm -hmm. it's, it's sugar. Mm -hmm. I mean, sugar's good. Don't get me wrong. But the texture of it is like eating wet Grainy. sugar. Like wet sugar that hasn't dissolved. Right. Maybe it didn't dissolve enough? Uh, 
I don't know. I mean, we boiled it, like, I don't know. In a while. It's definitely dissolved. It's just a very grainy texture on oats. It did have a lot of sugar in it. Mm -hmm. So it was just maybe too much sugar <laughs> in the recipe. It's also, so the size of the cookies that we got were smaller because they cooled faster. Mm -hmm. We wanted to eat them more quickly. But it's so overpowering. Yeah. That I can't imagine eating anything larger than this. One, yeah. One more bite and I'm like, oof. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gosh. Wow. Okay. Well. What flashlight score would you give it, Corey? I don't know. What is the name of that candy bar that's basically just caramel on a stick? Caramel on a stick. Oh, like a sugar daddy? A sugar daddy. That's what yes. it is. It tastes like a sugar daddy. It doesn't taste caramely. It doesn't. It tastes like a sugar daddy with oats in it. I mean, it's not gross. It's just very sweet. Right. The flavor's fine if mm -hmm. you really, really want a lot of sugar. Yeah. I'm probably not going to finish this one, though, because it's mm -hmm. so sweet. But isn't that... That's such a... That's not good for a cookie. No. Not wanting to finish a cookie... It's so small. ...means well. it's not good. It's not a good cookie. A cookie is supposed to be eaten in, like, two, maybe three bites. You know? It, you yeah. want a cookie that you want to finish... I think it's two flashlights for me. It's definitely mm. better than the cheese thing, oh, but yeah. it's not great. Yeah, agree. Same. Yeah. I would give it two flashlights. It's not actively gross, right? but it is also not good. Sickly sweet, and <laughs> I don't think I'd make it again. The Cornings, y'all had a good idea. I had high hopes for your recipe, <sighs> but this didn't do it for me. Maybe next Thanksgiving we'll, <laughs> um, we'll pick some different recipes or maybe a newer cookbook and see if any improvements have been made to recipes such as these because yeah. there's room for improvement, I would say. Yes. Quite a bit. I don't know. We picked like <laughs> the best two looking That's recipes. That's so on true. There. I mean, the, the ones that didn't have meat in them. So if we tried to substitute like a meat substitute for some of them, I'm mm -hmm. sure it'd be all right. Some of the soups looked okay, but otherwise... Yeah. My whole... stomach. Do you hear my stomach? Oh, no. <laughs> just, well, I think it's from the eggy, oh, cheesy <laughs> bread situation. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs> Here's some really gross food reviews. Mm -hmm. I hope that whatever you're eating today, if you're celebrating, it's better than this. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I sincerely hope so. Oh. Well, happy Thanksgiving, regular Drews. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to Regular Nancy Drew. Email us at regularnancydrew at gmail.com. If you liked this episode, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram at regularnancydrew and Twitter at regularnd. You can also support us on Patreon. Patrons at the $1 level receive early access to each episode as well as weekly bonus content. And to all you regular Drews out there, thanks for listening. 